With 65% of sales professionals saying they are planning to look for a job this year, it's time to think seriously about our recruiting and sales management processes. Mark Perlow joins us today to share ideas on how we can attract and build winning sales teams. Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine, Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast on C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, trailblazer and growth architect. I love helping generous leaders grow their revenue and their impact. Today, we are going to have a super practical discussion about how to build a winning sales team. If you have a responsibility for revenue, you're going to appreciate the ideas Mark has to share. As we begin today, I want to thank everyone who's been participating in the 2021 Authentic Selling Challenge. There are a few more days left that include coaching from Revenue Growth Podcast alumni Amy Franco and Meredith Elliott Powell. We've also heard over the last week from Mark Hunter, Alice Hyman, and many more. If you'd like, you can catch the rest of this and access the recordings at 2021authenticselling.com. We also have another challenge coming up soon. Stay tuned for information on the Sales and Marketing Alignment Challenge. I can't wait to share with you the exciting lineup we have planned for this event. As we emerge from the problems of 2020, it's critical that organizations hit their goals in 2021. Much of this depends on having a winning sales team. Today, I've invited Mark Perlow to the podcast. Mark helps companies transform their sales teams to hit their revenue goals. Mark will share recent statistics that show that almost half of salespeople plan to look for a job in the next few months. That means that companies have an incredible opportunity to find and onboard new talent. They also need to protect their A players. We'll talk about how to recruit top performers, We'll also explore the fundamentals of crafting a 90-day onboard experience that not only helps your new reps, but also reinforces and improves your existing team. So grab a pen and a notepad and get ready to learn from Mark after a word from our sponsors. Hey, Mark, welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. It's great to have you here. Daryl, thanks so much for having me today. Well, we are here today to talk about building a winning sales team. And I would say that this is uh, one of the most critical times as organizations move into 2021 to make sure they've got a winning sales team. But there's a lot of there's a lot of pitfalls and uh, there's a lot of landmines that organizations have to watch out for right now, right? Absolutely. You know, today we're looking at 68% of sales reps will be looking for a job in a year. Wow. 45% will be looking in the next three months. 
And those are statistics that were put out at the end of 2020. So that's that's fairly alarming, right? For people to start to think about, I could have that sales over turnover on my team. But the good news is there's going to be a lot of candidates available as well. Well, yeah, and it's interesting in the in the uh, before we hit record here, we were talking a little bit about football. I mean, it's kind of interesting, you know, football is about to enter that time where everybody shuffles around a little bit. And and I think the reality is, as we look into 2021, these stats are telling us uh, there's opportunity to um, build your sales team and maybe some need to protect your sales team as well. Exactly. Exactly. So coaches, um, you know, when we're thinking about building a winning sales team and um, as you're working with with sales leaders across multiple uh, industries and organizations, what what should sales leaders be thinking right now? So, so I think the number one thing, Daryl, is people got to think of this whole sales hiring and development and onboarding as a process. Today, what we do is we kind of do it the way we've always done it. We come up with a job ad. Then after that, or first a description, a job description, then we have a job ad. Then what we do is we get some resumes and we sift through those and we look for the best of those. And then from there, we try to do some interview. And all those techniques, there's no real process built around it other than the fact that we're trying to find who we think is best. Mm-hmm. The beauty today is there's actually tools out there that can help us really diagnose and understand who are the best candidates, not just our gut. And I think that's the big change that people got to be looking for as they go into 2021. I think that's uh, in it. I'm just laughing because I'm thinking about my days as a sales manager. And I I have uh, found myself in that role several times throughout my career. And I'm just laughing because I was terrible at hiring people because as a positive, enthusiastic, sales-oriented person, uh, I uh, my gut was not right. And not only that, I think a lot of times, Mark, I was looking at a candidate and I was doing more work to sell them on coming to the work for me, my team than I was on having them sell me. And I made some bad hiring decisions because of it. And I really like the mindset that you're bringing here in terms of, of making that a process uh, so that you've got some objectivity um, to it and not just a gut feeling because you can't afford to make a mistake here right now. You can't. And and so if you look at really against the real statistics around it, you have 46% of the folks that are probably going to fail within 18 months. Mm -hmm. That costs anywhere, Daryl, between 35 and $50,000 per when you look at the lost opportunity in that territory, time and effort you put in, the job ad, um, and all the everything that goes into it. So in many, many industries, the turnover rate is close to 40 to 50%, and it's almost accepted. Mm-hmm. And today, if we don't, I think really as we go to 2021, revenue growth is going to be everything. It always is, but bigger this year, given COVID last year and things been suppressed, this is a way to really put a big dent in the bottom line by focusing on something that we've always taken as kind of rote. And I think it's really getting back to putting a process in place and getting the right people on board. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, most industries, unless you sold personal protective equipment or plexiglass last year, you took a big hit, right? And you can't afford 
for 2021 to be a soft year. You know, we've been, we kind of joked, it kind of came out uh, at the beginning of the year, we got to get it done in 2021. And this is certainly true. You know, when it comes to the blocking and tackling and driving revenue, your sales team is where that happens. You can have the right processes in place, but if you don't have the right people in the seats uh, that are calling on your clients and prospects, um, you know, without the right salespeople, so y- you can't win. So, what do you what do you think from your perspective, Marcus? Some of the keys to successful hiring. So, so I think there's three or four. Um, first off, when when you take a look at job descriptions, they should be looking more at outcomes versus functions. Mm-hmm. Basically, we talk about what we think the job is, other than what, what we want the job to do. The second thing is the job ad normally talks about opportunity. Here's the opportunity that we have in front of you versus what's the ideal candidate. And then probably the most important one, once we gather resumes, is really diving in and taking a customized skills assessment, sales assessment of these candidates. Now, there's many out there today. Um, A couple really stand far ahead of the others. And I think it's that investment is the most critical because really what we're looking at is now we can really give this candidate an MRI, mm-hmm. really understand their things like will to sell. We can't judge that just looking at them. Mm-hmm. And these kind of assessments really bring that out. Then once that selection process is in place, we can fine tune the interview process a bit by asking specific questions. You just said it and we've all done it. We, we put a halo effect around that candidate. Bad breath is better than no breath. So we want that person to come to work for us. And we, and we really don't get inside of what was their elevator speech at their last job? Mm-hmm. What were their sales standards at their last job? If they can't give us that, then there's a good chance we know why they left their last job. Well, this is a really good list. I'd like to go back and unpack some of these things for a few minutes. One is, you know, you talked about having a role-specific criteria rather than than a job description. What what does that look like? What are some examples of a role-specific criteria rather than what you typically see um, in sales job descriptions? Um, so a job description would say, uh, we want you to get new business. <laughs> right. Go go sell something. <laughs> right. 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 An outcome-based. Go make some calls. A goals-based description would be more like, we need you to make 15 to 20 new calls a day. We expect you to have four appointments a week. Mm-hmm. Very disciplined inside of the description. So they know, especially somebody who's been in sales before, what the sales standards are going to start to look like. I think that's so good because, uh, you know, I'm talking to sales leaders out there that are listening in and company owners that have to play that role in smaller organizations. A lot of times you bring someone on board and then you're like, they're not doing the work, but we never told them up front what the work was going to be, right? We just said the job description was like, go sell something and we'll pay you commission when you do rather than this is, you know, this is how we do it. And it goes back to the things that we talk about in revenue growth engine is as a company, you should be able to answer that question. Like what are, what is our sales process? What are our expectations? And I love the concept of clearly communicating that um, at the front end of the recruiting process. Mm -hmm. It's so important. Then hopefully through a quality sales assessment, the right interviewing techniques, we bring the right candidate on board, and then it can't stop there. If we don't have a solid onboarding process, then that's going to lose as well. Well, you know, first impressions are everything. Mm -hmm. 
And if we don't make the great first impression on the candidate coming in, they're going to start to think, is this organization legitimate? So, so it's really important that we have those two functions put together, not only the hiring, but the onboarding as well. You know, it's it's interesting if you go back to the football analogy, right? A football team um, is going to go through the draft and then they'll go through all the trades and all the different things that happen in the offseason to build a high performance team. And, um, you know, when that so let's say you're um, recruiting a new um, football player and uh, full disclosure for everyone listening in, um, both Mark and I are Bills fans. So we're we're. Uh, as we're recording this on January 19th, I don't know when you're listening to this podcast. I hope we won the Super Bowl. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, when when they were building that team, let's say, that, you know, they recruited, uh, we were talking before about Singletary, right? So let's say it's Singletary's first day on the job, right? You And, and the parallels are so good here because everyone wants to bring on high performance top line, top 10%, top 1% salespeople, let's say Singletary shows up to the practice, you know, or to work on the first day that he's gotten recruited and, um, you know, oh yeah, did we get, oh, we don't have your locker. (laughs) You know, uh, we're ordering you some jerseys. I think they'll be in the next 30 days, you know, or I mean, all you just think about, no, when he walked in, the red carpet was rolled out. Um, they had everything ready to roll. And uh, yet you think about, I just got done reading um, Mark Benioff's book, Trailblazer. And uh, he was talking about Salesforce. He wasn't just talking about salespeople, he was talking about all their employees. But he said he came to the realization that that first day and that first week is critical. If you want to bring on superstars, you need to make sure that they feel welcomed, ready to roll, supported. Yet, you know, a lot of times I know that's that first day on the sales job, you walk into the empty cubicle, the laptop hasn't been ordered yet, and, you know, and it's, it's, it's so common. brutal, you know, brutal. Go, go ride with Jimmy today and yeah. Jimmy, you know somebody's riding with him. There's your first day. Or how about, we ain't got your business cards printed up yet. So here's someone's <laughs> blanks. You can write your name in on it, right? No, pay the overnight fee and get your new superstars some business cards. It's like simple stuff, but we, we get off on the wrong foot. And when you start on the wrong foot, and that just goes into training and what's your onboarding program. And man, if you want to build a superstar sales team, you got to get started right. And it's so overlooked. And then you go back to these monumental statistics and say 46% turnover in 18 months. Why do you think, right? We've created most of the problem before it started. Yeah. You know, um, actually this, this brings up this whole first, you talk about the first 90 days and I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. Joey Coleman's coming on the podcast um, in a, in a, uh, it's going to be later on a couple months. We'll get that out to you. It's going to be, I'm so looking forward to him. I love this book. Never lose a customer again. And his point is, uh, he his whole premise is you can turn any sale into lifelong loyalty in 100 days. So he says what you do in the first 100 days when you get a new customer sets the tone for the relationship. Tomorrow, as we're recording this, we're going to inaugurate a president. What that president does in the first 100 days, everybody watches it. Well, why don't we take that same philosophy to our new sales reps that we, you know, the superstars that, or even this, the brand new, uh, you know, the green ones we bring in, 
why don't we look at that first hundred days is this is going to set the tone for their uh, successful career here or for their departure and us losing 50 grand on a bad hire. Dead nuts. Right. Absolutely. Right. It's first impressions everywhere, whether it be the customer, the new hire or the new receptionist we bring in. It's all the same. All right, Mark, let's say I am the superstar sales rep because I am. And I've, uh, <laughs> there you go. there's no ego, no ego on the revenue growth podcast. <laughs> let's say I'm the superstar sales rep and I've come on board your team. Um, you know, at uh, XYZ company, um, mm -hmm. what's the first 90 days going to look like for me if you've crafted this right? What are some things you're going to be thinking about that onboarding experience? So what we really got to get to first is, so he feels we can both have, he or she, feels like we can have open and honest communications. That's the first thing that they have to understand when they come into the organization. And then we give them realistic expectations. The reason why the first part is so important is if they don't feel it's realistic, we have to have that dialogue. They have to be built into those expectations. And those expectations in the, in the beginning might be read these three brochures, travel with Jimmy, come back at four o'clock and tell me today what went right or wrong. But the expectations have to be set. And once that's accomplished, then we can start to go to some more serious goals of now next week, we're going to do a product demo or we're going to do something on our first call with a customer and I'm going to sit in and watch. So I think it's all about if you don't build the trust up front, don't have mutually agreed upon expectations, you really won't have the sales success or the success with that candidate. That's that's so good. And I'm just having all these flashbacks now to first the first 90 days on my first sales job, which was several decades ago. Uh, but, you know, it was literally I mean, it was they put a three inch binder in front of me and said, all right, learn this. Like, really? This is how you're going to you know, that was the the uh, the sum total of it. And then it was like, go do a field ride. Uh, I think there's a way to make that experience a whole lot better and to really think through um, what do we want them to learn. And you talk about 10 fundamental sales competencies. I mm -hmm. think that's a, that's a pretty good framework uh, to be thinking about what you need to bake into that first 90 days. What do you think of those 10 competencies? I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. Which are the ones that most companies look over, like overlook the ones that get missed? Boy, so many of them. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, there's not just one. But it, it, when you look at those competencies, they're important to teach the new sales rep, right? right? So I would think the number one thing that we try to teach them is listening skills, mm -hmm. right? Because everybody thinks as you come in as a sales rep, you have to do all the talking. Yes. Right. So that's, to me, the number one focus of what we're going to try to focus them in on. And that fits in several of the categories of the top 10. Um, and, and basically, if we can get them on that track to be able to listen to what customers have to say, then we'll be able to propose the right solution. Yeah, it was interesting. You know, the 10 competencies, and I'll read them out because you said it's yeah. hunting, re reaching decision makers, relationship building, consultative selling, value qualifying, presentation skills, closing skills, process sales, technology. You said that uh, fewer than half of salespeople have all 10 of these as strengths. And that is um, shocking. It, it is shocking. And, and so kind of that's where the second plank comes in. We've mm -hmm. talked about this onboarding stuff and bringing in quality new hires. 
we have to be able to do that same MRI on our mm-hmm. existing sales team to find out who has what skill and who do- doesn't. Not everybody's at the same level. So once we then can assess that sales team, we can understand and coach to the specific need of each individual. That'll make the current team better. We'll bring in quality hires using the new process and we'll stabilize 2021. We'll see real success, third, fourth quarter 2021 and great success in 2022. But if we don't start this now, we have this strong demand for revenue, a weak-ish sales organization, and what we're going to do is pray. And we know that's not <laughs> a strategy. <laughs> so, okay to do it. I think, you know, one of the, I love uh, when we were discussing this, you said there's three strategies. We can evaluate and train our people. We can replace them with top performer, performers, or we can hide under our desks. So, you know, hide under your desk is not a good strategy right now. And given that we're kind of, you're looking at these stats about how many people are changing jobs or thinking about changing jobs right now. I mean, this is going back to the football analogy. It's time for the draft, right? It's time to to go, okay, who do we want to keep on this team and who do we want to trade? Um, you know, and, and, by trade, uh, recommend another career opportunity for right. Um, and who do we who do we want to bring in? And this is, I really I see this, Mark. And I you brought. I really wanted to talk to you about this because of the data that you shared with me. I mean, this is a critical time to look at this very very seriously as we enter this make or break year of of twenty twenty one. Really true. And what we kind of really have to think about is last year when we were working remotely, both internally and with our external customers, people kind of felt a little bit alone. And that mm-hmm. a little bit of loneliness will force a little bit more job search. Yep. So we have to really get on this quickly and, and be able to put the processes in place to secure the best sales teams. Yeah, as we wrap up in the last couple of minutes, we talked about uh, predictive assessments for sales candidates. Um, what, uh, and I've learned the hard way on this, by the way. Um, I remember one of the companies where I was a sales manager, they had a predictive assessment. I think it was back in the dark ages. We used like a number two pencil and bubble sheets and all that <laughs> stuff. Um, that that They invented the internet since then. But, you know, I remember uh, more than one time, I'm embarrassed to admit that I hired somebody when the predictive assessment said, don't hire them. And guess who was right? hundred <laughs> percent of the time, the predictive assessment was right. And I learned that these tools are really, really critical. And if you're investing in a salesperson and don't want to pony up the, you know, the, the few dollars it takes for a predictive assessment compared to the 50 grand or more, it's going to cost you if it's a bad hire, I would say, change your mind on that one. You have to, 92%, the assessment that, that we use in our consulting practice, 92% of the people that they are recommended and get hired mm-hmm. end up with, after one year in the top 10% of their sales force. Wow. Conversely, though, this is the crazy part, mm-hmm. 75% that were not recommended and hired leave after the first year. That right there, it, you know, if there's one thing you can take to the bank, and if you want to attract the right people, um, get some objective help uh, on that. And and an assessment is, I've I've learned that the hard way. I am I can testify to 
disagreeing with the assessment is uh, is is wrong. Any advice in terms of, and we'll put in the show notes how people can get a hold of you for some specific yeah. advice. But when you're thinking about an assessment for your sales salespeople, you know what what are a couple questions you should be uh, thinking about as we wrap up here today? So, uh, for sales leaders, there's many assessments that you can pick from. Where I think today the world has changed, I think you have to decide on an assessment that's sales-based, not Mm personality-based, not all types of employment-based, sales-specific-based. And then secondly, not only does it have to be sales-based, it has to be customized to your environment. So we have to take a look at your leaders who's doing well and what are their traits that we like. Some of the people maybe not be doing so well, and those will take those traits and make sure we don't have those blend that into a customized sales assessment. An off-the-shelf assessment, we've all used them. They have some value, but I don't think the people are going to find the success without using something that's really customized and sales driven. I agree. Hey, Mark, thank you so much for sharing uh, your ideas and insights with us today. I think this topic right now is extremely relevant. I really appreciate your time and your investment in the revenue growth community. Daryl, thank you so much for having me. And this is a great podcast that you've presented and I hope everybody continues to listen. Awesome. Awesome. And to everybody in the Revenue Growth Podcast audience, thank you to you as well. Um, we're, we're in 2021. We're off to the races. This is a critical year. Uh, it's a critical year for us as individuals, uh, for our families. It's a critical year for our companies our sales and marketing teams. It's a critical year for our countries as well. And the people that are going to lift us out of the ditch, pull us into the future are going to be sales and marketing professionals and and forward growth thinking entrepreneurs. And it is an honor uh, to be able to hang out with every one of you each week. Thank you to everybody who is spreading the word. Uh, A referral, a review at the end of this podcast would be very welcomed on the uh, platform you listen. That just helps spread the word because right now in 2021, we do need to get it done. So um, look at your sales team. Look at this as an opportunity Um, to improve and bring on the people who are going to help drive your success in 2021 and beyond. And as we say every week, let's get going and let's get growing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.